CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Day one, July 16, 1969. 9.32 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at the Kennedy Spaceport. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twain. That's one small step for man. Hello, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And this certainly has to be the most historic one. Giant leap for man. Back in 1969, it was so easy to focus on the moon landing itself when thinking about Apollo 11. How could any other aspect of the mission compare to it? But Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were only on the moon for a day. And they only walked on the surface for a couple of hours. The rest of the eight-day mission were the three astronauts sitting together floating through space in a tiny cabin. It's only about 10 and a half feet tall and just under 13 feet wide at the base. Uh, now, mind you, that's the outside dimensions, right? There's, there's several inches of, of wall, uh, and it's crammed with equipment. There's computer consoles, there's seats, um, uh, there's spacesuits were in there, so it was really crowded. Um, I am sitting in an office, which is about 12 by 12 feet. It's not really any bigger than the command module. And when I picture it, uh, uh, you know, jammed full of material and two other people, yeah, it, it would be really crowded. And they were in there for eight days. But eventually, their final day came. Since they had left the moon's orbit, Earth had been pulling them closer and closer to home. Every day, the moon would fall just a bit farther away, resembling more the moon that they were used to seeing from home. And every day, the Earth got bigger. What once looked like a blue dot began to show clouds, then continents, then mountain ranges. Eventually, they broke through the Earth's atmosphere like a meteor and rocketed downward until their parachutes deployed and gently dropped them in the Pacific Ocean below. These three men, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins, had just completed a mission that kept them isolated from the entirety of humanity in a way that had never before been experienced by anyone in history. I can't even imagine what it must have felt like to, to land, especially after the rough ride coming through the Earth's atmosphere. And then they, they, they slam down into the ocean and then to open that hatch and to get fresh air for the first time in over a week, to see the blue sky, uh, all that open water, and then um, to see people again. That must, have been, that must have been something. The irony is that when they got back, you know, we didn't know if there were 
germs, uh, bacteria, viruses on the moon. Nobody knew this stuff. And so uh, they were kept in isolation, in quarantine. From their module floating in the Pacific, they were picked up and thrown into a mobile quarantine lab and brought back to shore. They were shipped across the country to Houston in a makeshift quarantine made up of an Airstream trailer. And once there, stayed in quarantine for another two weeks. It's hard to imagine, you know, after doing this, after being the first people to to do all of this, to, to basically split all of humanity's history into two parts, you know, before we went to the moon and after. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, and we're going to jam you into this into this room and you're not, you're not going to be able to, to leave for a little while. Uh, that must have sucked. They had gone from being in a place no one had ever been to locked inside somewhere no one was allowed to go. But after their quarantine ended and they took their first steps back into the real world, they walked into a new type of isolation. The isolation of knowing that for the rest of their lives, on a certain level, only a handful of others they'll meet will ever be able to relate to them. The isolation of knowing that the moon they look at is so much more personal than the one the rest of us see. They broke every barrier, had gone farther than anyone before, and paved the way for more to follow. But returned to Earth, three men separated from most of humanity, bound together by this common thread of looking up at the stars and the moon, not as they see it, but as they remember it, and reminding the rest of us just how close they really are. It really wasn't the rocks that we brought back or the knowledge. It's that uh, people come up to us and they tell us where they were when we were on the moon. And that's because something happened here, not up there, but here, that affected the lives of those millions of people. This has been the fourth of five special episodes from Sci-Fi Wire celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. If you like this story, please remember to subscribe to Revisiting Apollo 11, Five Untold Stories to hear the other stories we have to tell. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts.